0: Break the Cycle with DSD, episode number seven. So I'm going to try something a little different here. This is going to be an episode, just me talking to you guys. I passed this idea or pitched this idea to you uh, through the YouTube channel and uh, through the mailing list. And a lot of people responded and said that one-off episodes or one episodes with just me and them would be something that you would be interested in. So for this episode, episode number seven, I figured I would give that a try. So I was talking with uh, Leslie Powers the other day and with Debbie, and we were all talking about how hard it is on these situations when you're going through it to actually see hope and really believe that there's an opportunity to get your life back. Now, one of the things that's really tough is that, you know, when you're in the midst of all this, the pain and the hurt and the betrayal and the frustration and the bitterness Is just all so overpowering. It feels like you'll never escape it. Now, the sad truth is is that before you even get to this point, or before I even got to this point, it wasn't trying to get to the next day or the next week. It was just trying to get to the next moment. Everything was just pain, hurt, and betrayal. And it was all-encompassing. It occupied every thought of every moment of every day. And just getting to the next stage seem like an impossibility but after time after you work on yourself you start to make progress and one of the things that's really frustrating about this is it's how much time it actually takes a lot of people think that you should just get over this quickly and to be perfectly honest in the early part of this i felt that i should get over this quickly i didn't understand why i would be stuck in this mode stuck in this feeling whenever i had a clearer view of what was going on I mean, how can someone look at a situation with open eyes and see the toxicity that they were dealing with and how bad they felt and not be grateful to be away from it? Now, if you're a, a longtime viewer of uh, or listener of this channel and podcast, then you know you know the answer. The answer is trauma bonding. The answer is that you're still emotionally and biologically, in some ways, connected to the person. It's like a drug. You're addicted to the emotions and the feelings still surrounding them, and as a result of that it makes it really, really complicated to get away. And when I say get away, I mean to get away from it in your mind. And the sad truth is that it takes a long time. It took me approximately two years to get to the point where I was really starting to feel better. And things got considerably worse for me during that process before I started to climb out of the abyss. Now, I'm not saying this to try to make you depressed or to look at this journey in front of you and to be discouraged. And I, and I know that's the risk of talking about this, but it's, it's to demonstrate to you that you can get through this, that there is a path through the darkness, that you can get to the other side of this. And the reason I say that this is important is because I remember when I was in that situation, I felt that I was going to feel this way forever. And there was nobody that I could talk to who I felt I could relate to, who had been through this, who understood... And could show me that there was a path. The problem is, oftentimes, whenever somebody heals from this, they don't want to talk about it anymore. Unless you saw them go through it, it's hard to have the clarity to be able to look at their story and say, Wow, I know that this person felt the way I'm feeling now. They feel honest in what they're saying and i can see that okay they were at point a and now they're at point b i'm at point a so now i can get to point b i mean it's it's sad and i understand it because a, a lot of times people they heal quote unquote heal but they haven't really put the work in to fix to heal, to truly heal from it they've gotten away from it into the point to where the injury is so far away they don't think about it anymore or it's a distant memory. But it's kind of like this. It's like an injury. If you injure yourself and you don't really do the physical therapy to fix it, you may get your life back. But that injury is still following you. And the restrictions or the limitations is a better word. The limitations are still with you. And what happens is is when you do something to push that nerve or or do something to where it flares up that old wound, you have those flashbacks. In, in the injury case, you have the emo, uh, physical flashbacks. But in our case, it's an emotional flashback. And what happens is, is, as a result of that, when you talk to somebody else who's been through this and you're telling them your story, since they haven't really healed from it, they don't want to go back down there. In their mind, they put that in a box. They put it under the bed or they put it at the top of the closet. So they don't want to revisit it because they haven't cr- truly healed from it. And as a result of that, now let me back up. I don't want to say that those people aren't you know, having better lives. They can. But what I'm saying is, is that they're not in a good position to be able to say, Hey, buddy, I've been through that. I remember feeling like that. I remember having that hate and that bitterness and that anger towards the other person. But I don't want to be there anymore. And you know, I don't. Want, I can't really deal with it because when you bring it up, I start having my own flashbacks, emotional flashbacks to those times. Now, I ran into people like that myself because all of us go through that venting stage in the beginning when we're when we're just talking about it to anybody that will listen. And I did have a few people who were like, "Hey, yeah," you know, they would just exit. You know, they would do exit stage right and uh, get out of there. My point is, you know, if you're going to go through the pain and you're going to go through this experience you might as well put in the work to really, really, truly heal from it. And then the secondary benefit on that or the gift with purchase is that you just might be in the position that when somebody else you know goes through something similar later, you will be in a much better position to be able to communicate with them about your experience, about your feelings compared to their feelings, and hopefully give them that lifeline to say, hey, You have every right to feel the way you feel right now. There's nothing wrong with you. You went through a traumatic experience. These are the steps that you can take to help you. And this is the the payoff and the benefit that you can see when you get to the other side. Okay, so the next thing that I want to hit is I was really depressed when I was married. And when I was going through that, I honestly thought that there was something wrong with me. And that I was so lucky to have this other person in my life that was, that was just such an amazing person. I had, I had put her on a pedestal, and I had wrapped my entire self-worth and my validation based on that relationship. But deep down, I knew that it was flawed. I can see that now. I couldn't see that then. And as a result of that, every day was a struggle. I mentioned this in a live stream uh, a couple of weeks ago where I would drive to work and I would just be struggling to, to just get through the day or get through that drive. And then I would get to work and I would just put my game face on and I would just fake it. I would, I would go to meetings and I would interact with people and I would pretend to be happy all the while feeling like it was a facade. Well, and in, and in all actuality at the time, it was a facade. Just trying to get through the day, just trying to make progress. A lot of times, I would when I would get home, I would be so emotionally exhausted that I would just want to sleep. Now, I can to be perfectly really honest. I still every once in a while have that mode now where I just get exhausted and I don't want to sleep. But it's different. Things are different now. But back then, that was my daily struggle. And I mentioned in the in the live stream, I called it my dark passenger, kind of in reference to uh, if any of you guys have ever watched Dexter. Um, he used to constantly reference his dark passenger, and it really felt like that. It felt like there was this inner critic who was just constantly putting me down. And when other people would put me down, it would validate it. When my ex would put me down, when people at work would say something, um, you know, I would, I would, uh, what's the word? I would use. I would uh, put myself down, to kind of like as a preemptive strike. And I was surrounded by such not negative. And toxic people that it it was just my normal, but it wasn't, it wasn't a good place to be. And that feeling stuck with me for a really long time. And part of the problem was, is just because of the career that I'm in uh, and the times have changed, but back then seeking help wasn't really encouraged. It actually could be detrimental to your career. So it was one of those things where it just amplified the problem because I felt like I was trapped. I felt like I couldn't get any support and I didn't feel like I had any support. Now, there were times where I would fall into the illusion and the ex would do something that that would make me feel okay. And I would be like, yeah, okay. And, and I'd get a taste of that feeling and I would and I would gravitate towards that. And as we all know, that's part of the love bombing, that's part of the trauma bond, and it's part of the manipulation. right? You, they control your emotions, they allow you to be happy, then they crush you down, and, and they get you to constantly chase that high, that positive feeling, which helps them maintain control. So the interesting part about this is when I finally got to the point where the facade started to drop, the, the fog started to lift, Not that I was seeing everything clearly, but I was seeing it enough to, to realize that it wasn't really good for me and that I deserved, and guys, you deserve this too, deserve the opportunity to find real peace, real love, real joy, and just contentment. Now, I remember at one point towards the end, I had made a comment to her which basically was this. I want you to be happy, but I don't want it to be at the cost of my happiness. We both deserve to be happy. And you guys can tell, or you know, if you've dealt with people like this, that that doesn't go over really well. And you're not going to get the reaction that you want to get because it's demonstrating that they're losing control, that you're starting to become independent and not need them for validation and to find positiveness in your life. So if any of you out there have felt this way, you can understand if you've gone through this, then maybe you can understand it. Or if you're still in the midst of it, you can you can relate to this. And that is, I was scared to death to make that leap of faith because of choosing myself. And what I mean on that is, in the back of my mind, that inner critic that I was talking about earlier was telling me that I wasn't worthy and that I wasn't going to Be happy and things weren't going to be better. And in the back of my mind, it was if I walked away from this, if I stood my ground for this relationship or for myself, not necessarily for the relationship, that I would lose the relationship and I would lose the best thing that ever happened in my life. And my life would be infinitely worse because of this decision. So for me to get to the point that I owed it to myself to at least try And part of that, going back to the depression, is is I was so beat down and so so much in a dark place that I figured before I drive myself into the ground, into the abyss, I owed owed it to myself to at least try. And that was the crux of making the decision to walk away, to try to get myself away from the chaos to change the direction of my life. And it was scary. Now, the initial response in, for me personally is it felt great. It felt awesome to be able to stand up for myself, to make a positive change, to feel like I was taking control of my life, that I was going to have an opportunity to demonstrate to my children a different way of interacting, a different way of living. Some of you may even have the same type of feeling. And the problem is, is whenever you're at that mode, you don't still know or realize what you're dealing with. And then the narcissistic rage comes in and the false allegations and the smear campaign. And when you're not prepared for that, and if you're early in this process, you have a distinctive advantage over most of us in that you won't be blindsided by this because you will be expecting it. For me, when that happened, it was devastating. It was completely blew my mind. I could not understand how somebody that I had spent 20 some odd years, 21 years with, who I would have done anything to, is now taking everything that they can, everything that I had shared with them in confidence over the last 21 years of my life, to try to destroy me in court, to prove the point that I was a piece of garbage and should be should not be allowed to be around my own children. Now, I'm not going to get into the whole family court thing and, and how the whole process works because that's a whole nother topic that we can discuss on a different podcast. But what I will say is that just completely crushed me. And I did crash when that happened. I couldn't believe it. All the progress that I had made was evaporated in an instant. And I was pulled back into thinking and feeling like, oh my God, I thought I could get away, but I'm still trapped. This is no different in my mind. This is the way I felt at the time. This is no different than when I lived there and now it's worse. So I want to mention that because if you're going through that right now, if you're dealing with that, know that it's a normal response. You know, you're not going crazy. This isn't going to be your life forever. What's happening is, is the monster is starting to lose control and they're trying to regain it. They don't want you to escape. They don't want you to be happy unless they allow it. Plus, if they're, you're dealing with family court, they want to win. They want to get everything that they want. And they will use any and every means possible to accomplish that goal. So my message on this part, and I know I've deviated a little bit about being depressed and I'm going to roll back into this. But before I do this, I want to finish this, this idea and this point, And that is, if you are at this part and you are feeling like everything is coming, is coming, crashing down around you, realize that this is temporary. You are in the middle of the fight. You are in the middle of the storm. When that happens, you have, there's a lot of crap going on. What you need to keep in mind is that just because they say something doesn't make it true. Just because they're smearing you doesn't mean that the people who are really important are going to believe it. Yeah, there are friends and family who may, but realistically, does it mean that the family court system is going to believe what they're saying? No. So relax a little bit about it. I know it hurts. I know that it's one of those things where you cannot believe that this person is stooping to this level and you never in a million years would have believed it would happen. If it's happening, then just realize it's just part of their their responses. This is what they're going to do, and it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to win it. Okay, so let me get back to these, this conversation or discussion of depression. As I mentioned before, I struggled with that. Actually, I struggled with that before the marriage, uh, obviously with my mom in that situation, and that will be another—that'll be a different topic on a different podcast, but— so I had always been struggling with things not feeling right. So when this feeling came back, I just assumed it was just my normal and I just was trying to hide it and deal with it. I never took an external look at it to say, well, what's you know what's causing it? I just assumed it was me and that uh, it was something I would never get away from. But, but here's the thing. As I took control of my life, I mean, and, and you guys already know my story uh, about how tough it was, but once things started turning around, once I learned about personality disorders, and I'd learned about myself, and I was reading books about relationships and personality disorders, and I was working with my therapist, things started to fundamentally shift. I started to see reality. I started to understand what was going on. And it gave me some clarity, and it gave me some peace, and it also gave me some closure. So as a result of that, things started to get better. Now, I often say that my worst days now are what my good days were before. And I know that may seem a little weird, but it's true. It's like I still every once in a while will have a tough day, and that's that's absolutely normal. And it's weird because I can look at it and go, "Man, you know, my my tough days now aren't are basically maybe at the same level of my good days when I was married." And it's really hard to think about that, and it's really hard to to realize I spent, you know, 20 It's really hard to realize that I spent 21 years in that environment. I really think it's important to mention that because when you're in the midst of this, you can feel like those feelings will never leave you, that they will always be there. And I'm here to tell you now, things are so different. I feel like my life is really on track. When I drive to work, I don't feel like I'm living a lie. I'm excited about what's going to happen next. I'm excited about making content for you guys. I'm excited about doing stuff with Debbie. I'm excited about hanging out with my kids. Um, sometimes I get tired, and sometimes I do still want to sleep and take a break, and but that's okay. And there are times when I have like medical issues or whatever. Whereas before, I get really worried about them, and 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 I'm not blowing them off. I'm working on a lot of that stuff now, but it's not one of those things where it's negatively impacting my life where I'm like, Oh no, what's going to happen next? I am legitimately really excited about what's to come. So my point on this is that unfortunately it does take a really long time to heal from this. And if you come from a family of emotional abusers, of narcissists, somebody with a personality disorder, maybe even undiagnosed, you can expect that it's going to take even a little bit longer. So there's nothing wrong with it, other than it's annoying for it to take a year or two to really get to the point to heal. Now, my hope for you is that by finding the information in this channel, in this podcast, and all the, and if you're looking here, you're looking other places as well, that hopefully that will give you the skill set, that give you the knowledge to be able to deal with this and move through this a lot quicker. I personally have seen and interact with people through the Dad Surviving Divorce channel on YouTube that that had come to the channel just devastated and I knew exactly where they were. And within a few months, they have were feeling a lot better. And then there's been a few people that even after six months or a year have turned around and said, Hey, you know, it's really been great. You've helped me tremendously, that I'm just unsubscribing because I don't need this anymore. And that has always been my hope and my focus for this channel. I know it's not a great it's not a great thing to uh to try to retain subscribers and and grow a community, but at the end of the day, I want you to get your life back at the end of the day, I want you to heal from this to truly heal from this to get your life back to be able to deal with the chaos that they create and move on so on that the last thing to wrap it up is. It takes a long time because there is a tremendous amount of trauma intertwined with your ex. This is why somebody who doesn't have children, who may may have even only been in a relationship for a year or two or maybe even long, uh, less time, but who still is having a really tough time. It's because it's so insidious the way they infect your mind. They play your weaknesses against you. They play your wants against you. They basically become a mirror of you to be the person that you always dreamed of, and then they rip it away. And then, then there is a trauma associated with that. That's like it would be equivalent to a drug addict or somebody being given drugs not knowing what it was, and then one day they take it away, and you don't know what it is. You don't even know what you're looking for to try to, to feel better or feel that high again. So if you're dealing with this, if you're struggling with this, just know there is life at the other side of this. You can break free from this. You can break the cycle. You can get your life back. You can get your joy back. You can get your peace back. You can learn skills That will allow you to interact with toxic people. You will get skills to to know when to set boundaries to not allow these people in your life in the first place. You'll be able to see past the fog and the illusion. That's the gift on the other side of this. That's what you have whenever you put the effort through to work on yourself to feel to really heal from this. That's why it takes so long, but that's why the payoff on the other side is so great. All right, that's going to wrap up this episode of Break the Cycle with DSD. I hope you enjoyed this little change in the format. It's uh, something that I think I may start doing a little bit more in the future. Um, would love your feedback. If you want to send me an email, you can do that at uh, Dwayne at divorce.com or you can leave a comment on the show notes located at the divorce.com website under the podcast tab, under the episode 7 show notes for this particular episode. I'd also appreciate it if you could... Go over to iTunes and leave the podcast a honest review on what you think about it. That helps iTunes understand what you think about the show and what the engagement is. On that, guys, just know that you really do have an opportunity to get past all this. This doesn't have to be the rest of your life. And you really can get back to the genuine person that you were before all of this and who you may have felt that you've lost connection with. On that, I will talk to you guys on either the next video, if you see me over at uh, the Dad's Surviving Divorce DSD YouTube channel, or on the next podcast.